wanted to be able to share information that could help people uh, get out of their cages and to be a trusted resource for information because we were being very honest about what we were going through. That if we can bring some type of light to these careers that maybe someone hasn't seen before, just from a regular, someone that anyone can relate to, a story that anyone can relate to and have an understanding of and, and come from a position of abundance as, a, as, a, as opposed to a position of authority of saying, hey, this is how it is. Just kind of like, hey, like this is just our experience and this is what we struggle with. Coming at it more from like, this was a lot of struggles as opposed to, hey, this is what we did great. What is up, our fellow Legacy Ninja? When you look at it, how often are you sharing your story? While you build your story, you have the ability to come across the path of somebody else, hear about their journey, see their journey, extract a nugget from what they've experienced along their journey, and turn around and put that with your story and share that with somebody else. And when you share that, you create the power to help somebody else to start to extract their legacy, to start creating their story and start living their journey to the fullest extent possible that they want to live within life. On this episode, had a phenomenal conversation with the fantastic duo of the next season podcast, that being Craig Casaletto and Asante Cleveland. Two individuals from two different walks of life coming together and seeing the power of looking at their experiences, shaping it, bringing it together with other people's experiences, and then spinning it to put it out into society and the world to help others see the power of their story, to see the power of the conversations that they can have to extract and go help somebody else out. Within this episode, many, many nuggets were extracted. Mic drops took place. A couple things, though, was the power of conversations, embracing the flow of life, and then always being a student. There's always a chance to be in student mode, to learn, and to grow. After this episode, as a fellow Legacy Ninja, hopefully you go out there and start seeing the power of your story, go and intertwine with other people, learn from their experiences, extract those nuggets, spit it up, put it out into your own to share with the world. Other than that, enjoy the episode, and we'll catch you later. What is up, our fellow Legacy Ninjas? Welcome to the community. Excited to have our next guest on with us. One individual I've met through a mastermind course that we're part of with the podcast community. And then we were able to have his co-host come on with us. So we're excited to hear their perspective very unique path in regards to where they've come from, their journey, and now where they're at. And then it's interesting listening to their latest episode to pivot to their new podcast, just to kind of hear the struggles that they dealt with 
And I believe what they're doing now really leads into what they're building with their legacy. So we have the pleasure of having Craig Casaletto on and then Asante Cleveland. Craig, if you want to talk just a little bit, share some information here, and then we'll have Asante jump on after you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, guys, thank you so much. Uh, as much as you guys are excited to have us on, I think I'm doubly excited to be on. So because I've been listening to this podcast and you guys drop a lot of like knowledge bombs and I really appreciate your perspective. So, yeah, thank you guys for it's. I feel honored to have you guys uh, to have you guys have us on. So that's first and foremost. And to a little bit about me. So my name is Craig Castelletto. I'm originally an East Coaster. I live in California now, but I was originally from Brooklyn, New York. I lived in New Jersey for a while. But while I was there, I grew up and wanted to become a police officer. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was kind of like caught up. Well, I just really believed in this idea of service. I wanted to give back in some capacity. And I felt like, well, you know, what anti nine to five job can I do that I can really give back to a large group of people in a community? And I felt like being a police officer was, was the way to do that. And it was just a really cool way to do that. So I became a police officer and, and during my 15 years of service, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, mentor uh, new recruits that come in as a training officer. I got promoted a couple of different times and spent the majority of my career as a police detective and loved it, loved helping people, just had a lot of passion for that aspect of the job. And then within the last three or four years, I wound up taking the biggest risk of my life and decided to leave the job early, completely just wing it and just say, listen, I believe that there's a really cool life after law enforcement and moved all the way from the East coast. to you can't go any farther to the West coast in Southern California uh, with my family. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty awesome. It's been pretty challenging, but just like with any risk, you know, that just comes with uh, the territory. Yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. First and foremost, thank you so much for the service that you did perform. I'm definitely not brave enough, and especially with all the stuff that's been happening, you know, um, and, and everything. So thank you so much for, for all that and the great introduction. Asante, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm originally from Sacramento, California. I got involved in sports pretty early. I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Uh, my favorite player growing up was Amari Stoudemire. So I just wanted to be a 6'10 power forward. <laughs> and one major part of that was out of my control. And so I um, started playing football when I was a freshman in high school. I didn't really like it that much, but it didn't matter because I was going to be a basketball player anyway. <laughs> um, but when I realized like my junior year, when I was only six four, I didn't quite hit that six ten mark, and I was getting a lot of looks in football, but not so much basketball. I really decided to like focus all my attention on being becoming the best football player I could be. And going into my senior year, I got offers from University of Miami, and that's where I ended up playing college ball. It was a great opportunity to play with elite competition uh, because I had dreams of playing professional sports. And I figured that if I really wanted to do that, then I had to compete against the best talent around. My time at University of Miami was a lot of ups and downs. I did really well my freshman year. Uh, and then I got really humbled my sophomore and junior years where I wasn't playing a lot at all. And then I still had the dream of playing in the NFL. So I was able to uh, kind of reinvent myself to become more of a blocking tight end to best serve the team. And that helped get me into the NFL. I went undrafted to the 49ers. I played four years in the league. I spent time with the Niners, the Patriots, and then I finished my career with the Chargers. And then 
the next season of my life was a, a, an unexpected injury, which led to a retirement. And that's when I first met Craig Casaletto, who had recently moved out to California, starting a podcast. Mm. And from there, we went on this journey of being able to have like meaningful conversations with people and just share our own personal experiences on uh, how we've handled a lot of changes in our lives. And yeah, it's been a a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Uh, So it's so crazy. We're crossing off a lot of firsts today, right? So you guys are actually the first podcasters that we have, the first duo uh, that we have coming on as well. And so as we were doing, we always try to do our best to make sure we do our due diligence, right? Um, and when we're going to talk about kind of the legacies and the pivots and all that stuff here. But what's crazy to me is that like when we're looking up your stats, Asante, right, from high school, you know, 21 catches, I think your junior year uh, was mm-hmm. like uh, almost 30 catches your senior year but at almost 17 yards per catch, that's pretty insane. So, you know, part of the makeup of your legacy and how you've been able to pivot once again, you know, what was that look uh, like to go from a receiving tight end to that uh, more blocking and that team tight end that uh, maybe doesn't get as much glory as some of those catching guys? Uh, it was a, it was a tough transition because even in high school, I wasn't really a standout recruit. Like going into my junior year, like you said, I only had 21 catches, like 200 something yards. And going into my senior year, I spent my whole summer watching all the top tight ends and their highlight tapes and just seeing like, what was this guy doing to be considered the number one tight end in the nation that I wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. And my senior year, I didn't, I had 24 catches, but I turned um, a lot of those catches into really big games. So I learned how to do more with less. And I felt like that was kind of the theme of my college career with my freshman year. I had, I think like eight catches and like 110 yards, mm-hmm. but then my sophomore and junior year, all I had was three catches uh, for those two seasons. And then my senior year, I had three catches, but still I was able to, get on the field, which I hadn't been doing those two previous years. And I finished my career with 14 catches and was able to make that be enough to make it to the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I also, when we were listening to the last episode with the pivot into the new podcast that you guys are getting ready to launch, you both had talked about the fact of leaving a structured environment to now going into the wild west, the <laughs> unknown, and kind of figuring out what can I do to create that structure to bring something back that I'm used to. And so when you're looking at everything that's taking place, the pivots, the launching of the podcast, getting into the, the podcasting realm, when you look at the legacy that you're wanting to build and leave, how do you view the podcast realm that you're in? How does that play into the legacy that you're looking to build and how you want to impact the world after you leave? Wow. You know, it's a really good question. So, you know, the, the podcast is really a vehicle for us. And I think I can speak for you, Asante, on this. Like yeah. the podcast is a vehicle to, to kind of honor what we believe and to kind of share our experiences from these very unique perspectives, very from unique backgrounds and very from unique like careers, right? Very, very unique and sometimes polarizing careers. And I think that if we can bring some type of light 
to these careers that maybe someone hasn't seen before, just from a regular, someone that anyone can relate to, a story that anyone can relate to and have an understanding of and, and come from a position of abundance as, a, as, a, as opposed to a position of authority of saying, hey, this is how it is. Just kind of like, hey, like, this is just our experience and this is what we struggle with. Coming at it more from like, this was a lot of struggles as opposed to, hey, this is what we did great. You know, and I think that really, I hope, sends a message and builds to a legacy of people saying, you know what, I don't have to live up to anyone else's standard other than mine, you know? And, you know, when I was coming on, thinking about coming on to this today, and I was thinking about the word legacy, you know, and so many people have a, a great connotation when it comes to legacy, but I think there's a lot of other people that have a negative connotation when it comes to legacy. Mm. A lot of people are trying to either live up to a certain legacy that they, do, they feel they may not be worried or worthy of. And some people are trying to live down to a legacy. And what I mean by that is like, some people may say that I'm not worthy of the success I'm having because my family never was. So mm. I feel like I don't deserve more as much as I'm trying to, to, to get right now in life. So to kind of circle back to the original question is just, I'm hoping that this is just a vehicle that hopefully inspires others, one, to help them with change and, and pivoting and so on and so forth, but just to be transparent about themselves. Like you don't need to be someone that's extraordinary to share your story and share your life's experience to make an impact on someone or some, or a group of people. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what, uh, to echo what Craig's saying. When I, I first came on the White Tiger as a guest, and after my experience, I felt like it was so valuable that I was able to just share my personal experiences because I knew that I experienced a lot of things that maybe somebody is, somebody else has gone through in a similar capacity, that maybe they would be able to glean some nugget of information that I shared to help them in their own situation. But I know that there are plenty of people that have gone through challenges, they've overcome them, that have a lot of wisdom to share to help other people uh, deal with whatever they're going through. And so the, the podcast has been a vehicle in sharing information on just helping people deal with the tough transitions uh, that we all go through in life. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I love to hear like one of the things that Craig talked about was basically kind of that not quite imposter syndrome, but basically comparison syndrome, right? Where we're basically comparing ourselves to others and maybe their success levels and things like that. You know, for me, a big pivot was when I basically went from basically depression and suicidal and then fast forward. Now here I'm in a uh, July will be two years of launching my agency, right? And we did like a million dollars in sales in the first 14 months. I had no idea, never done any sort of networking, right? And now I have a staff of like three full-time agents, a part-time admin, you know, so to fast forward and kind of be here, right? Creating this platform, much like you guys, to be able to give an open stage where people can be open and honest and transparent about their stories. But I think that's a very solid point that Craig talked about is just, not many people think uh, of that downplay of the legacy because so many people are on this uprise to try and climb these mountains. So, you know, that's definitely, I mean, you see it all the time, right? Like celebrities and uh, professional athletes, their children, you know, trying to go and make it into whatever profession and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, you got to be almost wonder like what is it like to be Michael Jordan's kid in some ways is probably great. In some ways it's probably very hard, you know, <laughs> so 
but yeah thank you guys so much for sharing that my question is basically like as you guys are ascending kind of these new steps and pivoting you know what are some of the biggest takeaways that you guys have had that you uh, realize is also kind of part of your makeup of your of your own legacies well that, another great question so i think about <laughs> it like you guys are hitting me with all these good questions <laughs> Um, you know, I, it's, it's really like this ongoing, you're always a student, right? And I feel like I go into these episodes with Asante that I I not only learn from the guests that we have on, but I learn from Asante Mm. and I, I also learn from myself. Mm. I say things and I realize like, wow, like I didn't even realize I just said that, you know, I would encounter a lot of that in, in police work. You know, you talk to people and you're like, did they really just say that? It's like, you, you just, you really become a good listener Mm. and I think there's a lot of things I've learned about myself The things a lot of, I, I learned about Asante and I, there's a lot of things I learned about kind of this journey that we're on. And I think that's probably been one of the most rewarding things about this because you really, you know, it's funny. I've said this before on our podcast, I think a, a half a dozen times. It's like, it's, it's therapeutic. It, mm-hmm. it is as much as you're out there wanting to be abundant for, for everyone that listens in your community, which is, you know, first and foremost, the selfish part of it is that it is really kind of therapeutic for you to talk <laughs> yeah. and to talk about these different topics that you're really passionate about. So I think that's like kind of one of the, my biggest takeaways and, and things that I've been learning is not just about the guests and, and Asante and stuff, but even about myself. Yeah. And I feel like we, we get like a, a little bit of a selfish benefit in that we get to participate in these conversations and ask the questions that we have. Cause I know that there were plenty of times we were talking to somebody and I was a quiet, I went, and I was asking a question to something that I was directly dealing with right then and there, mm. uh, hoping to get some sort of insight from this person who I know was has gone through it or is just really successful. But yeah, learned a lot through this process, especially with being able to listen more. Um, and I think it's helped me a lot in a lot of personal relationships and connecting with people is that I've. I'm sure you you guys know the same thing as that. I can hold a conversation. I'm very good at being able to learn about people, but it's through the podcast, just all these episodes that we've done. And um, I think that's been a, a huge benefit in helping me become like better host along with Craig, but also just as a better just person to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a power in silence, right? So being able to just listen Mm -hmm. and that teaches us basically a lot. And again, it gets us thinking about our own personal lives, like you said, and then the power of collaboration, right? Obviously, we don't have to tell you guys about that. You know, a lot of times we get to kind of CYA for each other and also basically just kind of have each other six and stuff like that. You know, so again, you know, Scott did a lot of the legwork to be able to get you guys here, you know, and so I've been, I've seen some of the things and then I'm like trying to respond when I can and all and whatnot. So can you also talk about just kind of like, I know you talked about a, a little bit about it from the podcast perspective, but now kind of in that day to day, um, you know, maybe part of your lives and stuff like that, obviously, like for us, it's like we just became natural brothers, right? And all that stuff. So what does that look like for you guys, you know, with uh, Craig having a family, it's not, I'm not sure kind of what your situation looks like if you have a, a, a spouse or kids or anything like that. But what does that kind of look like in terms of collaboration for you guys? Well, I, I don't have kids. I do have a girlfriend, but I will say one of the main, the way we kind of collaborated um, and like our relationship has grown is that I feel like a part of Craig's family. Like I've had, I don't know, like Christmas over at Craig's house. Uh, we've done some other things like 
I I expect almond cake on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I have. There's a yeah, deep I've, level of connection here. He oh is yeah, I've given out lessons in Mario Kart over there. <laughs> um, so it's Uncle Asante then. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. He learned. But yeah, it, but it's been so rewarding being able to like build this bond with someone who we have aligned visions and like the more conversations we have, we realize how similar we are in just our past upbringings and like the way we handle situations. So it's also great to know that, man, there's someone who I know has gone through tough times and that he can relate to some of the things I'm going through. Yeah. And just to add to that, same thing with Asante, like, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we're, we're kind of from, we're different from different generations, but we're definitely, very close. And we find that as much as we are similar, we're different, but it's those differences that kind of really make us appreciate one another and really appreciate our backgrounds and really appreciate our experience. And I think through each, our podcast journey and each of these episodes that we've, we've done, I think that relationship uh, and that bond becomes tighter and that relationship becomes stronger because, you know, you just real, you just realize like, you know, you just, you just have that connection with that person and you, you share, I mean, this, as you guys know, like, you share and plan for a podcast and you talk and you collaborate, you know, you, you share personal things, you know, you're going through the same journey. You're going through the, you're at the peaks and you're down in the valleys and you're trying to figure this all out. And it's, and, and it's hard, but when you go through that together, and I think that's one of the biggest things that we kind of pull from our professional experience is that we are coming from a team atmosphere. And even though our team is small, our team is strong. And we do some, uh, we feel like we do some really great things, but the worst thing that could possibly happen on a podcast that we do is that we spend good quality time together. And, mm. and it, who can, you know, I mean, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's a win. You know, when yeah. we first started doing this podcast, you know, we didn't really have many people and that was okay because we got a chance every week to collaborate and to talk and to share some of the things that we were struggling with because we're at the same kind of like, we're going down the same path in life and have someone, and this is so crucial, is like having that person that understands, like mm. someone that can relate to you, even though you're very different, you, you, that can understand what you're going through and like kind of understand the path that you're on and, un, and give you the support in their way. You know, and I think what happens is when you connect with someone, you have that understanding, that, that kind of unwritten understanding or unsaid understanding, you just, it really is powerful and it's really, really important and it definitely helps you. So yeah, I've, I think our relationship is just keeps getting better and better and better. And I listen, I don't hold it against him that he whips my kids in Mario Kart. He doesn't even give him a break. You know, it's like, I, I think he, he looks at it as like, he's doing my kids a favor by teaching them a tough lesson. Nothing comes easy. <laughs> yeah, nothing comes easy in life. And so this is where the lesson starts. So. So um, what I'm hearing is that we all got to jump on Mario Kart at some point and see who's really <laughs> top notch here. <laughs> I mean, if you guys are going to bring your A game, this guy's legit. <laughs> so before we get to the next segment, which this is Patrick's brain idea here for the next segment that we have. When you look at, you have the separate legacies that you guys are working to build and what you want to leave. Have you ever looked at each other, kind of considered and said, what legacy are we creating under the umbrella of White Tiger podcast? And then with the pivot, have you ever considered that or done a deep dive to really say, okay, what legacy are we leaving together? I think from the jump, as we did, as White Tiger grew, I think the legacy was pretty understood that we wanted to be able to share information that could help 
people uh, get out of their cages and to be a trusted resource for information because we were being very honest about what we were going through. And there, I felt there are a lot of people who they will start a podcast. Uh, they're already coming from a place of immense power, success. And now they're kind of telling you like, this is how you get here. And we were coming at it from the standpoint of like, we are going through it and we are sharing what we're doing along the way. And you guys can grow with us. So I think that was the most valuable thing that I felt that we were, we are creating. Yeah, totally agreed. I, I completely it, it's funny because I, th- I think about that and I'm like, yeah, how many conversations like Asante and I had talked about, like, listen, we're not here to provide saying that we know everything or we know a lot. And then we're going to tell people how they can get from point A to point B. Cause we haven't even figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. And we didn't, you know, there's a lot of people out there that may have had success in their space. And now they're kind of using that podcast as a, as a funnel to get people from, you know, their listeners to their business or to attract something else. And we were just like, Hey guys, we just want to take you on this journey with us, you know, and and we're not going to have all the answers, but we're going to try to find them. And we're going to try to bring on people that could help us answer these questions. Just like Asante was saying before, it's like you selfishly ask your guest, Hey, what, you know, what's this? Because you want the answer for yourself. So you can help, (laughs) you know, make it better, which I think in turn made us better interviewers because I think maybe our, our, our listeners were kind of craving for those for asking or craving for us to ask those questions. In turn, I think it just provided good content for us. So yeah, um, everything Asante is saying is completely dead on. I love that. Um, I also wanted to add one more question here, Asante. And this is just basically because I'm a huge fanboy of Tom Brady. (laughs) Uh, You can ask anybody. Like I I talk about Tom Brady all the time. Actually, my last interview when I fired my boss was uh, interviewing for a company. They had originally offered me 90K a year. By the time I left the parking lot, they called me and they said, that's not enough. We want to offer you 150K a year, all this stuff. But I, I actually said... In my interview, I said, I want to be the Tom Brady of the Patriots. I want to be in a winning environment, but I want the personal accolades, right? So do you have any, uh, like, did you have any interactions with with the GOAT by chance? Of course. I mean, when I first met him, it was when I had just gotten traded from the 49ers to the Patriots, and we were having joint practice with the Saints in West Virginia. So Mm -hmm. I got to West Virginia at 2 a.m., and we had practice at 9 I knew nothing. I knew nobody. And it was just a whirlwind experience that I was just trying to get through. And as I'm running onto the field for the first time, this tall, handsome figure stops and is like, hi, I'm, hi, my name's Tom. And I was just blown away at how humble he was, how down to earth he was. But he was like that with everybody. Mm-hmm. And awesome. what made him, what makes him great is his attention to detail how focused he was, but he also holds himself to such a high standard that he demands other people to raise their standard as well. Mm -hmm. And so he just makes everybody else around him better just because you know that this dude's coming with his game, So (laughs) you need to come with it also. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for indulging me, man. Like I said, you know, uh, anytime I get a chance to talk about Tom, I'm going to. (laughs) So so the second half of our podcast, we really, we call it theory crafting, but really it's a lot of the parts that really make up a part of your legacy on the day to day. 
So like Craig, as a father, you know, maybe you, you're, you tell a lot of awful dad jokes, right. Or have dadisms. Like for me, my father, he had like the worst sayings, right. He would be like, you know why you don't know anything? And I'd be like, why? And he's like, cause you don't do anything, you know, but that's like part of his legacy, right. It's cause he, he tells everybody, he's like, Oh, he's like, I'm not really too difficult of a guy. I'm like, uh, excuse me, I know different. So, you know, as you kind of think about some of these things, maybe some of the thoughts and processes or some of the things that maybe, uh, maybe quirks that you have, what are some of those things that maybe, maybe you're realizing for the first time now, right? What are some of those things that you kind of do or have that make up part of your legacy, or maybe that maybe your wife would talk to or your girlfriends would talk to as part of your legacies that uh, maybe you haven't shared before? You know, for me, I think Asante may know this, is that I find a lot of power and laughter and mm. I like to have fun and I like to joke around. And, and I think maybe it's because of like my experience, my professional experience, like a lot of it sometimes is just not fun, mm. right? Yeah, absolutely. We're dealing with a lot of like stressful stuff. So I think now, now in this sec, this portion of my life, I'm like making it even more so going out of my way to be fun. So I, I am aware of the dadisms and the dad jokes and all that stuff. And I'm trying, I, I try not to do that, but I can understand like when I was a kid and I was just like, come on, dad, like, come on. <laughs> like I can see my kids. I should, can't say I see my, I see my kids do that sometimes. I like to joke around and have fun and I don't go out of my way to embarrass them, but I think people would look back and say, you know, um, he definitely had a, a corny sense of humor. And it's one of those sense of humors that I think that you either get or maybe you just don't. But sure. I find that uh, if, if I walk away from it laughing and I'm, and I'm just in the better mood as a result of it, it's a win for me. So, nice. What about you, Asante? Oh, man. Well, being that I'm not a dad, so I don't have any dadisms yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... You talk about like kind of like a personal philosophy. Yeah, I mean, um, so the goal is that basically like at some point, somebody, a fan of yours, a family member of yours is going to be able to listen to this, right? Mm. Maybe you're around, maybe you're not. And the idea is that like when they do get to listen to it, maybe that's something they can further explore, right? Like um, my wife will kill me when she hears this, right? But she has this weird thing where if she's walking around the house, she just picks stuff up with her feet and puts it in her hand. Right. And so like, but my, I see my son walk around and pick stuff up with his feet, put it in his hand. Right. So there's a, it's like a thing that's passed on. And then like, and then she was like, Hey, I just saw you pick up something with your foot. So maybe it's rubbing off. Maybe it's now it's a family thing. So, you know, it's kind of like, it could be anything really. Hopefully it's not as weird as that, <laughs> but, but you know, something along those lines that maybe uh, you wanted to explore. You know, we've had some people maybe talk to us about Bitcoin and their thoughts and that process. You, you know, so really there's nothing hands off here. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that like, you know, what is one of those things that maybe make somebody that, you know, be like, you know, it's really interesting. I, I listened to this one part that Asante or Craig talked about, and I never knew that that was something that they had interest in, or I never knew that they had a passion for. Well, for me, it would be digital art and it just more so like creating. It was something that I felt was, I got really disconnected from, the deeper I got into sports and it wasn't until I retired that I kind of reconnected to my creative side. And so I, it's like, whenever I have time, like alone, nothing to do, like I'm probably going to hop into Photoshop and just like mess around and see what I can create or I'll start writing. It's just, I just find a lot of like freedom and just being able to make whatever I want, whenever I want. I like that. 
You know, there's yeah. one thing I wanted to add yes, to please. this because I think it's so important. It, I think one thing that people would definitely say about Asante is that he goes out of his way to know everyone. When I say everyone, I mean everyone. I mean, anywhere he lives or anywhere he goes, he knows their name. He has a conversation and it cannot be any more genuine than Asante. Like he knows everyone, the master networker, but not so much from a networking perspective. Like he's not going in looking for a relationship or saying, hey, this can maybe connect me with someone else down the line. He's just going in wanting to know everyone. So that's how I would describe Asante from that perspective. It's just like, there's one thing you guys, if you don't know about him, he goes out of his way to know everybody because he just wants to. And that's the type of person he is. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a deep bond when you start recognizing that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then they, you know, it, it was already hinted at uh, in regards to the Mario Kart stuff. So, outside of Mario Kart, are there other games that you're 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 active in, Sante, that you play? Not right now. I'll I'll go through waves where I'll play a lot of video games, and then I just won't play any for like seven months, and I'm in that phase right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I understand. So, so that's where it's like that's where like the creating comes into like because the times where I would just like hop in and play like Call of Duty or something, now I'm just like messing around on the computer. Mm, perfect. Did you have any contribution, either uh, stories to share for? some of those things, you know, for our guests. So that way they, I'm not the only weird one taking and sending Dude. crazy stories out here. <laughs> so I, I couldn't tell that I'm the yes man. So we have a group <laughs> of uh, close knit of us and anything that's asked to go and be done. I'm the first one that's like, yep, let's go do it. Patrick and I actually, a couple months ago, they had some spicy chocolate. I tried that. We want to do the one chip challenge, but he keeps. Oh, wow backing out here i don't know what's going on so yeah, I, I i do not want to poop myself you know what i mean i feel like that i'm too young to start doing that i mean yeah so let me tell you a story about the yes man and where it came from um, an employee and i we were actually messing with a drone for the first time right and i'm like sitting there and i'm loving this thing and i just basically i'm like oh let's go walk up the street and i wasn't paying attention hit a house yeah, it got stuck on the chimney and it was like two stories high. We had been sitting there for an hour. I'm calling like all these roofers that I know. And I'm, they're like, hey, I can be out there in a half hour. Let me call my guy, right? He calls me and he's like, where are you guys at? I'm like, uh, we're messing with the drone and it's stuck. He's like, how long you guys been there? We're like uh, almost an hour. He shows up in five minutes. He's like, is there a ladder? Gets on the ladder, goes up there and gets it. And he's down there in two minutes. And so we're like, where where does this come from right and it doesn't matter like we were in a meeting and they're like hey have you ever been to a rave and he's like no they're like you want to go he's like yeah sure so everything that like comes up he's just like yeah i'm gonna try it for the experience if i die then that's part of my legacy i'm gonna die anyway at some point you know um so it's it's incredible to like to have those like stories about each other to know you know and so it's it is funny though that, to think that only certain people are privy to really know that until they hear it you know so but yeah it's pretty funny you know as we think about that but I love what you guys are doing we're obviously uh, fans of you guys so we're going to be supporting we're going to be sharing your guys' stuff as well you know for our listeners who are tuning in um, when they get to this episode what are some thoughts uh, and some ideas or some maybe some nuggets of wisdom I know you guys dropped so many in the podcast but what are some things right off the top of your head 
for anybody who's either listening, maybe they want to be a podcaster, maybe they're in that realm of maybe the pivot, kind of similar how you guys were in your careers. What are some advices, pieces that you guys would give? Probably one of the biggest things that I would tell somebody is um, don't try hard, try easy. And I could tell you a lot of times I've tried really damn hard to make things work. And the harder I tried, the further away I got from it. Mm. And I think sometimes when you just let go and you just try things easy and you just do what is right for you and what you feel is right without trying to force anything, I think that's when you wind up seeing like the real growth in in whatever portion of your life, whether it be professionally or or personally, I, I think I've seen it in both areas. So yeah, my biggest, my two, one other thing I'd want to add is, yeah, first and foremost, like just be yourself, do your thing. Second, most importantly is don't be afraid to take a risk, you know, because anytime you get a chance to put yourself outside your comfort zone, you, you need to do that. And it's, it's, it's definitely better to figure that out earlier. It's okay if you figure it out later, as long as you're, you're striving to do that. Because in the end, you know, when, when life's over, whenever that may be, you know, you want to hopefully live the fullest life and you hopefully keep pushing yourself out of that norm. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's so key for growth. It's so key for, and, and I, I guarantee you the right people in your circle are going to be proud of you that you did. Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents. I love that. Greg's like the, uh, the nugget assassin. <laughs> he he kind of waits to chime in. And when he does like drops the mic on you, that's awesome. I'm like, hold on a minute. Hopefully you guys are recording this. Cause I'm just going to repurpose this for our part. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely get you that if you want it. So <laughs> Asante, um, how about you? You got to go after that, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine would be just, just always do your best. I think a lot of what stops people from wanting to like try something new um, it's like fear of making mistakes, but it's like, when you make a mistake, you gain experience. And as long as you're always giving it your best effort, then you can always be proud of the outcome and knowing that if you just always are showing up the best you can, then your best will get better because over time you learn new things, you make mistakes, you gain more experience. And now all of a sudden you are very experienced and you're a lot farther along but you have to take that first step and just do your best. Whatever happens, happens, but just go all out. Anything to add? Any other questions from you? No, we got mic drops all over the place, which <laughs> that's what we love here. And of course, uh, we got two, two, two pieces here left. Uh, the one is we, we talk and ask people about the gratitude piece. Um, I know for your guys' podcast, that's something that I think you guys end with a lot of times. So for Craig and Asante, when you look at it, what's uh, some gratitude pieces that you have? What are some people that you want to express gratitude to that maybe you haven't had the chance to at this time? Asante, you want to take this one? Yeah, I am grateful for everybody that I met post-football. That was a really like challenging time in my life when I definitely needed good people around me. It was really easy to get pulled in a lot of different directions because when that happened, like I didn't really have my own direction. And I am extremely grateful for the people and the community that I have around me now. I'm not back home in Sacramento, so it's not family around. It's like, these are all people that I have met in the past three years. And I'm incredibly grateful for everybody I've come in contact with post-football. Nice. Like that. 
as far as gratitude is concerned, like we're definitely big on gratitude. Uh, I am grateful first and foremost for my family that allows me to to do the things that I do and supports me wholeheartedly with with what I'm doing. I'm proud of Asante because man, I've seen Asante grow and I, I've grown with him, and I'm so proud of this guy. And I think one of the biggest things, or one of the biggest individuals that I'm proud of, is myself. And there was a time in my life that I wasn't, and I really am proud of myself now for some of the things that I've I've done. And it it, it makes me want to encourage more people to just reflect on their accomplishments and be proud of what they've done. I think sometimes we all ought to look for, you know, uh, we look for some type of approval from outside, but we don't look on from the approval inside. And I think that's really where it's the most important. So I'm definitely grateful for myself. Absolutely. I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, right. To be proud of yourself or where, where you've come from and all those things, especially maybe if you're still searching or maybe you feel on purpose, all those things. So I think great point. Thank you so much for highlighting that. And I want to thank you, man, for where you've come to, you know, it's a lot of growth, a lot of self-growth to be able to get there. Next segment I know is, is Scott's favorite segment um, and, and how appropriate, right, that we have pod decks. You know, Asante, if you're unfamiliar with pod decks, um, it's kind of some of these, would you rather type questions or, you know. Well, the first one I got is philosophical oh so. philosophical okay, okay. Right. so this is actually created by travis brown who's actually um in the mastermind where craig and scott met mm-hmm. so so from the uh philosophical deck here it's uh if you could wipe out one thing off the planet who or what would it be mm. oh wow <laughs> i need a moment for this one. Gonna, you, you, you could go with this is not if i was gonna erase one thing off the planet it, it could be it's a who or what so this is a very wide range of yeah, choices i was gonna say does it have to be tangible what <laughs> man i would erase geez dead batteries i i say that because i'm looking at i have one of those uh cats that um have the arms that move and the uh, battery's okay. been dead but then i was just thinking that like dead batteries are such like a waste on the planet like how like tesla like dumps all their old batteries in somalia and just like messes up the ecosystem so dead batteries and just so you know his eye watch that he's wearing hasn't worked since like three years ago hey hey, it is never charged it's not charged (laughs) my point exactly i put it on the charger last night uh well to answer if if i could answer that question uh my my answer would be bad pizza places i would completely Mm. eliminate all bad pizza places i'm a pizza aficionado i don't want to say aficionado but i'm a pizza like i love pizza especially coming from the east coast i would completely get rid of every single bad pizza place so just to follow up to that if there was a single pizza place that you could like seek um for advertisement somebody that you wouldn't mind basically eating their pizza to and telling everybody about is there a single place either in new york or in la or anywhere else in the world that uh, you would plug well it's definitely not california um it's it's, (laughs) i know specifically it's new haven connecticut there's two in particular that are right down the street from each other one's frank peppy's pizza and one's sally's pizza they're like the best the best pizza I've ever had. And I've had a number of slices. I'm, you know, I've, I've had my share over the course of my lifetime, but I would definitely, if put it this way, if someone said, Hey, listen, we would love for you to promote us on your podcast. I'd be like, no problem. Just the only thing I would ask for is just the, the just to cut the line. I'm, I'm paying for the pizza. Just can I cut the line to get in there and I'm good to go. I'll do whatever you want. 
<laughs> that's amazing. What about you? What would you eliminate? It's got to either be mosquitoes or bed bugs because what? Of course, that was mosquitoes. <laughs> Man, I'm still thinking about this. I think uh, for me, oh, I'm so sorry. Before I go there, I wanted to share a story because uh, you talked about pizza, right? Where we're just connecting on all these levels, Craig. Um, <laughs> so for me, LinkedIn, I feel like is a lot of bots nowadays, right? And I had a comment or a, a post one day that basically said, I wish people would ask me who my favorite or where my favorite pizza place was, because I'd be more likely and 100% to respond to that versus uh, somebody trying to pitch me their business in a DM. Well, I actually had one guy who responded. He's like, oh, I love pies and grinders right there off of, uh, you know, uh, Powers or whatever, you know, so, and it's a local pizza joint. And of course, like the next week we were out, out together eating pizza and stuff like that. So just a little FYI or a nugget, if you're out there on LinkedIn, you know, it might be better to ask somebody what their favorite pizza is. You might get a more likely response than a DM about business. Um, and so I guess maybe that's what I would eliminate is bots, message bots specifically for business. <laughs> Even though you're looking for someone for your business. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know one thing that. too is that pizza is is like a bonding experience, right? So there's a, it's a commonality thing. Like most, I don't think I've met many people that just don't like pizza, right? Mm. There's a lot of people who appreciate different types of pizza, but everyone likes pizza in some degree. So it's a definitely good icebreaker. So I'm not sure. And Asante knows everyone. I, I don't know sure if Asante's ever used the pizza thing. Like, hey, where's your pizza place? Or like, what do you think about this place? But hands down, if you're thinking about talking to a girl at a bar or you want to just try to get into uh, make a big splash at your next business meeting, talk about pizza. Absolutely. Mm, love it. <laughs> next card is from the hypothetical question deck. Uh -oh. If someone offered you $10,000 every time they punched you in the face, how many times would you want to be hit? Who's throwing the punches? <laughs> it said it's someone. So that's the thing. I'll, if it's a baby, no, baby, just like, we'll keep going. But I don't know. Uh, Travis, if you're ever listening to this episode, you might want to clear this up. Um, so I guess who are we putting on? Now that are we going to go Mike Tyson or are we going to go uh, Jake Paul? Whoever you want, whoever you want, whoever you, you, you think. It had to be Mike Tyson in his prime. Oh, <laughs> One punch, you dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not Mike Tyson, but I mean, I'd take 10. I'm going to just get a quick hundred grand and be done with it. <laughs> but who's punching you in the face that many times? I don't know. Not a pro boxer, but <laughs> I think I got a strong jaw. I think I could eat a couple. That's true. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think I could say, I, you know what? I don't, I don't want anybody punching me in the face. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to say absolute zero. I don't want anybody punching me in the face. I need, as I get older, I want to keep whatever assets or anything I have still intact. I don't need, I, I survived 15 years of law enforcement in one piece. <laughs> I'm done. I, I'm not going to take any punches. That's a wise answer. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that, that is true. So if I'm getting the Bam Margera, where they throw the water on one side and punch me on the other side, I'll do that all day long. Okay. But if it's my wife, if it's Tyson, I'm not taking any. I'm not taking any. <laughs> oh, I don't know. After you see everything that happens with getting hit, hit in the head repeatedly with the brain and whatnot, like that's something that you can't get access to. So I well, I've been down brain, that so road. I don't think I'd be getting punched because it's only $10,000 for per punch. So that I don't think that's well worth it. It's not that bad. That's a great question, though. That is pretty funny. Travis is going to have to put something in there to really say this is who you're getting punched by. So uh, yes. last one is, would you rather, would you rather live in the fantasy world of Lord of the Rings as a hobbit 
or live in an unknown world as Star Wars as a Jedi who must fight. So I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings. So I think I think I'd have to just choose Jedi. Plus, you're tall. Once you're tall, you don't want to go short. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be. Short. I I like this vantage point I have. <laughs> yeah, She's like I'm a short guy, so being able to go up there, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know. But I think it'd be hard to go the other way around. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I I completely agree. Jedi all the way. Who would want to be a Jedi? Go out there and fight for good, and you know, Jedi mind tricks and all that stuff. Come on, it's great. Got the force. Yeah, hundred percent lightsabers come on the opportunity to yield and wield and be a master of a lightsaber is every kid's dream every adult's dream um i went to down to disney world i was so tempted to to pay two hundred dollars to build my own lightsaber so yeah jedi all the way just because of the power with the force you just have that capability that you're so far away from somebody you can still use it so that's the route we're going so four for four so all right love no, it. yeah that, that appreciate that um shout out again travis brown for the creation of that and i think billy actually helped him out with the, the putting that together so we tell people if you're a content creator podcaster live streamer look this up get into it it opens up the door for different conversations that you just never know what reactions and what questions may come up (laughs) and again uh, i love lord of the Rings series as well so i'm not taking away from the hobbits and as a business owner i think the peaceful life would be nice sometimes but uh we weren't made that way right we're a little bit of chaos here so especially as podcasters You know, uh, Legacy Ninjas, thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching this episode. It's been a great pleasure to have Craig and Asante here. Guys, we can't thank you enough for not only your time, but just how you guys are putting your content out there and in the manner which you bring it. Because, again, just being here on this episode, we learned so much from you guys. We learned so much about Uh, us as well just kind of like we've talked about in the episode and so we hope that uh you know your time here uh was as valuable to us as it is for you yeah 100 guys thank you so much i love this 100 i love collaborating obviously get an opportunity to talk to scott and other than on our our calls this is just this is great uh get a chance to know him better and and to to finally connect with you and and know a little bit about your guys relationship has been great but yeah, this is an awesome journey. I think anytime that you get a chance to kind of talk about and let your voice be heard and talk about your journey is an amazing uh, opportunity. So I'm very appreciative for that. So thank, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. And then the other thing before we sign off here um, for individuals that are listening, if they haven't come across your podcast or social media handles, uh, where, they, where can uh, listeners come and find where you guys are at? All right, so they can find us uh, primarily on Instagram. Uh, so we're going to have a new podcast that's going to be launching on the 18th. That may uh, be after when this comes out. But w- regardless, on the 18th of June, our new podcast is going to be called The Next Season. Uh, we're going to be talking about change and a lot of things that we just touched on at the beginning of this episode. Uh, it launches on the 18th. You could find us on Instagram at, at The Next Season Podcast. Also, we're going to be on all your platforms. So just check out The Next Season on your podcast platforms and you'll find us and uh, check us out. Hopefully you like what we're doing. Appreciate it. And then anybody that's listening, go check out the podcast, especially the the Pivot episode where you guys really shared that really uh, is powerful. You have a lot of nuggets that are shared in that piece. Other than that, we want to appreciate, thank everybody for coming on. 
thank you our legacy ninja community coming in digging deeper and going and extracting your legacy other than that we'll catch you guys later